0: would turn in your Bibles or your smart device to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, a passage that we've been turning to throughout this uh, series. This is going to be the uh, the final message in this series. And um, as we we're I'm kind of reflecting on where we're going in 2022, uh, we're going to be unfolding a um, Quite a few weeks, in fact, the next seven weeks we'll be talking about the vision of where this church is going. Many things that we've kind of unveiled in times past that we're going to be building upon. Some things that we've already had will be um, uh, some stronger directives. But I think the, the biggest thing is this that I'm so excited about is the aspect of discipleship. Um, something that has eluded me and joined how to teach others how to raise disciples and i 'm um, so um, excited about again that aspect or that space of of trying to raise a church to, to go out and be the great commission that 's what God told us to do is go out and make disciples and we 're going to be talking about that in the, in the weeks to come. And uh, today, uh, we're sharing about the, the peace, or the, or the Bible says that Jesus being the Prince of Peace. And uh, we know in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, this, the child is gonna be born to us, and, and what's unveiled to us, and we've been singing songs, He shall be called, and I think to myself, what is God called in your life? Who is Jesus? in your life. I'm, as I was um, in front of uh, a lot of my grandkids and kids this weekend, we were at the double J and uh, trying to, you know, we, we had this cabin and we had like 30 people inside this cabin. So I put them up on the balcony and they're on the staircase. And I, you know, I'm trying to say, Lord, how do I unveil this You to these kids, my grandkids, to my own kids? And it's so important to me. That's what this is all about. I mean, you can't put a monetary um, thing on it. You can't put a timing thong thing on it. It just, it just, it weighs heavy that Jesus Christ becomes real to them. And I, I'd share with them, i go, look, I says, um, it, there's no shadows in my walk. Which means you can't, you, says, you, I'm talking to these young kids, and I go, you can't shadow grandpa into heaven. There is no such thing. You have to invite him in your personal life. And same thing to my, my own kids. In Isaiah chapter 9, it, you know, it kind of gives us a picture. And this again, this is hundreds of years before Jesus was born. Yet Isaiah, because and I know it's so hard for us to get a hold of, but when you're with the Lord, time isn't of essence. You don't think time. You think Kingdom and heaven's home. This isn't home, and that's why sometimes when you, we get so frustrated with this world, and I, I have lots of kids and grandkids, I get very frustrated, or I have businesses that I'm working with, and life can be very frustrating because it doesn't seem to unfold or unveil the way you'd like it to be. Thus, we have the Prince of Peace, yes? Well, the point is, is that all of a sudden I get, all I can do is get in my prayer closet, get in a space with God, And whatever's going on in my, you know, my temporary space of time just doesn't seem to really matter that much. Because Emmanuel, God, I can feel and sense His presence. And if you're here today, or if you're watching online right now, and you don't feel His presence, that's what this whole message series is about. It's not about having some church attendance, it's not about you know, how many times, or how, you know, how much you've give to the church, or how many times you've served, or what position you hold, or even being a pastor. What really matters at the end of the day is, do you sense his presence? And we went through, my wife and I went through some, you know, just like any other Christmas when you got 21 grandkids and seven kids and there's, you know, life is crazy and there's things that happen and there's some kids that are here and some kids that aren't here and then there's other, it just seems like some people are pulling your kids away or some things are pulling, you know, things away or some things are pulling at the marriage and there's all the preparation, it's just all these things that are going on and it's supposed to be Christmas. It's supposed to be about him. And then all of a sudden you get that place where yesterday we were with some friends. Because it's Christmas and our kids are everywhere else. And we're with some friends on Christmas, which seems to be our new habit. And uh, at the end of the time I said, Let's pray. You know why? Because I just want to be in his presence. I mean, at the end, I love being with my friends. And if you know what I I want to be with him. I want to know he's here. Here. In the worship, he's here. In my trials, he's here. In my in the things that I'm, you know, I feel like I'm having some success in, he's here. Or some of the things I feel like I'm not I'm having all the failures in, he's here. Always here. And so last night we God in his presence and I knew that my wife had some things heavy on her heart she had been talking about him all weekend long and I don't have the answers for that I mean I'd like to I want to be her hero and I want to be husband to her and the thing meet that need but I don't have it I don't have that answer what's hurting her and what's weighing on her so we get in prayer, and little did I know, I didn't even think, I just felt led, because we're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about Emmanuel. God is with us, and so we go into that prayer space, and we just unveil our thoughts, and you know, when we want Jesus to show up in our services today. And Little did I know that my wife, in that moment, and we had talked all weekend long. We had talked about scriptures. We had done devotions, but in that moment, God spoke to her and said, can we do this at the end, of the end of our time? And so we got together after prayer and got next to our friend's tree because we didn't even have a tree where we're at right now. And, and we, we had a time with some kids and because we were being led by God. God, Emmanuel, God is with us. The whole point of being a Christian isn't being in a building It isn't even looking at a cross or wearing a cross. It isn't singing songs that are unto him. All those are good things to do. The whole point is, is that when we, you know, as mankind, humans, we were all born into sin, which means we were all born into nonsense. You don't have to teach, I don't have to teach any of my grandkids to do wrong things. They can figure that all out at two years old. The other day I'm going to the double J and my wife and I are trying to figure out the cabins and we're going in a circle and one of my four-year-old grandkids goes, Grandpa silly, doesn't even know where he's going. (laughs) So here's a four-year-old trying to tell grandpa where to go, you know what I mean? I don't need to teach my kids or my grandkids or anything how to assert themselves, how to be selfish, how to be hurtful or mean or insecure, fearful, I don't teach any of that stuff. It is just literally the things that you breathe, taste, and get in this world. That's what this world has to offer. I am so thankful that Jesus came here and came here in a body, in a human form, with the power of God in his life, Emmanuel in his life, God being with him, walked out this world in a perfect space, things that I couldn't do, things that you couldn't do, died on the cross for my sins and your sins, became, brought out a redemptive plan that unwrapped for all of us so that we could have a relationship with our Father in heaven again that was not possible until Jesus came out and unfolded the perfect plan again it's called redemption. Emmanuel, God is with us. Isaiah 9:6. For a child's born to us, a son's given. The government will rest on the shoulders, and he will be called. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, a couple of weeks ago I talked about this thing, a Hebrew word, Remez, which means there's a hidden meaning behind the story. If you read the parables, we see it all the time. There's always a hidden meaning behind the parables. Well, many times we find in the space of a passage, we could look at something and there's a lot more to it than what we, we could even grab hold of it at the time. And I believe there's a hidden meaning in this even unfolded in the the storyline, or even the way the names are recorded. First of all, he's called the Wonderful Counselor. I believe that every one of us should be seeking the counsel of God every day. He's the Wonderful Counselor. I thank God for men of God like Matt Sharp that are in our presence, that are great counselors and God has put them on this planet Earth because we all nuts and we gotta get things sorted out and sometimes we can't sort. And then there are people that come into our pathway that can help us sort, but there's no one like Jesus who is a wonderful counselor, amen? So we need to seek the wonderful counselor in our life. And here's the thing is, is that the next thing he is, is mighty. Because let me tell you something. You can try to get all kinds of things. You might even get some scriptures. You may even, in fact, I, in my truck, I have a plow truck in the front right now that's, I put a Snoopy on the top of the, uh, on the dashboard. Because see, I know that the promises of, all, of God are all yes and amen. And Snoopy is lit up. When, when there's light, she, she, he, he sits there and nods all the time. No way. So as I'm driving my truck down the road, I get, because that's what makes me the promises of God. As I'm driving through life, all the promises of God are yes and amen. Everything that God has for me is unfolded in my pathway. And sometimes I get to the left or the right and all I see is the frustration. I see the things that are going on in my life. I forget that all his promises are yes and amen. All I gotta do is look at Snoopy. (laughs) Yes and amen. That's the pathway. I put that thing on purpose on my dashboard because some of you guys need to have something on purpose in front of you. You forget who God is in your life. You forget the promises of God. You forget everything that he's... You forget what Jesus has provided. And we get all involved with what's going on in this life. So the second thing we have is mightiness. I I believe that we should all be believing for something mighty. If you're not living out a mighty life, then how in the world can you tell me Emmanuel is with you? Because if Emmanuel is with me, something special, supernatural, I mean, uh, something that's not of this world is gonna happen in and through my life. And if it doesn't happen that day, let me tell you something, God's getting your heart prepared for it to happen in the future. Because that's what God does. There's so much power that God wants to do in and through our lives. And then the last thing, where actually, last week we talked about is that the Everlasting Father, what God does lasts forever. That's the thing I love about it. What God does lasts forever. You know, I share this with my kids all the time. You know, there's only one thing that you can ever do that's gonna last forever, is being a child in this world. It isn't your occupation, isn't how much money you make, isn't a relationship, it's not even my marriage that's gonna last forever. The only thing that I can do in this world that lasts forever, besides offering my life to Jesus, lasting forever, is seeing a child that's gonna live forever. And we talked about that last week about living forever. You're gonna either live forever in the kingdom of heaven or you're gonna live forever in the kingdom of darkness. It lasts forever. And then fourth thing that we're talking about today is Prince of Peace. Everybody say Peace. Peace. We live in a land and time of so much unrest things that we want, and we we even pray for peace, but we don't really realize that peace is not something that's just going to come and go, and it's not something that's of this world that God's talking about. In fact, the peace that God talks about, Emmanuel, is not of this world, and we're going to talk a little bit about the worldly peace, and we'll get to that in just a minute. In John chapter 14, verse 25, it says, I'm telling you these things now while I am with you and still with you, but when the Father sends the advocate... As my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. I don't know if you're like me, I need times to be reminded. Even this crazy thing is closing the drawers and cabinet drawers. I have a habit of leaving drawers open in my in the house, and and all of a sudden my wife will bump her head in that and she goes, How many times have I told you? <laughs> I have needing of remembrance of things, especially of God's promises. The Bible says these promises bring his kingdom plan in my life. So if I don't remember them, I don't aim at them, how in the world am I going to see his kingdom work? Verse 27, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift of the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So the peace that Jesus is talking about is not of this, this world. Matthew 1 verse 23 says, Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So we, we kind of differentiate, there's, there's this Emmanuel, God with us, He's, that means that this peace that I have inside of my life is not of this world, so let's kind of look, just if we could, what is the peace that everybody seems to be seeking that's of this world? Point number one in my message here, what is peace according to Wikipedia? Peace is a concept of societal friendship and harmony in the absence of hostility and violence. In a social sense, peace is commonly used to mean a lack of conflict, such as war, and freedom from fear of violence or between individuals or groups. Man, we don't live there today, do we? We live in such a time of unrest. Yet if it were not for God bringing this peace, in fact, I wanna read a passage you, so many people wanna blame God. In fact, a lot of times I only hear about God when something bad's happening. And then it's usually blaming God for it to happen. People will never even talk about God, but if all of a sudden something bad is happening, all of a sudden it's God's fault. Well, let me share something with you. If God didn't even bring the peace on this world, when He is going to lift it? In fact, in fact, it's found in Revelations chapter six in the end times. There's gonna be seven years, once the rapture happens, there's gonna be seven years of craziness that goes across this world, even crazier things that are going on today. In Revelation 6 verse three it says, when the lamb broke the second seal, I heard the second living being saying, come. Then another horse appeared and a red one. Its rider was given a mighty sword and the authority to take peace from the earth. So there's gonna be a time. It isn't now, but there's gonna be a time where God says, I'm gonna take peace from this earth and now everybody is gonna fight. Men, women, children against parents, parents against children. There's gonna be neighbors are fighting. In fact, what we're seeing is just tremors of those things today. The things that bring unrest to you are absolutely un... I mean, just that's going to just be manifold a million times more. So if you're going to say anything, say, God, thank you for bringing the peace that we don't even deserve today. He's still bringing and unfolding in this life. Number two... God's peace means to abide in Christ and Christ to abide in you, which means, so there's, a, there's this peace that the world thinks, okay, there's no war, there's no hatred, there's no, there's no racism, there's no divisions, there's just there's, there's, there's some form of peace. But there's a peace that's not of this world. That's the peace of God. So when Jesus says, I'm coming to give you peace, he's not talking about what you all look for where there's just no divisions and there's no racism, and there's, no, you know, there's no hatred, and that's not, what God's saying is the peace I give to you is not on the outside, the peace I give to you is on the, it's on the inside. In fact, this very peace is supposed to help you with decisions, help you make decisions, right decisions in life. In fact, in John chapter 15, um, there's a passage I would like to read to you, starting with verse 18, I know it's on your notes, but please write it down. If the world hates you, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer a part of it. I chose you to come out of the world, so it's going to hate you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they listen to me, they will listen to you. They, if they would listen to you, they will do as this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. They would not be guilty if it had not come and spoken to them, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Anyone who hates me hates the father who sent me. If I hadn't done such miraculous signs among them, no one else could do. They would not be guilty, but as it is, they've seen everything I do, yet they still hate me and my father. This fulfills what is written in the scriptures, they hated me without a cause. But I will send you an advocate. Here we go again. I will send you a teacher. I will send you a counselor. I will send you mightiness. I will send you peace. The spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify about me and you also will testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry. Now, Jesus is talking to his disciples about peace. I want you to get in the story a minute. We're underneath Roman rule. And there is unrest. and And the Jewish people are looking to be free. They're literally enslaved underneath this Roman rule. They don't have freedom, they don't have their freedom of their religion, they don't have the freedom of their speech, plus we have all of this anarchy going on. We have Jesus coming into the space of religion and he's not accepted. The rulers of that day, because he's preaching a message that's not like theirs, because the religious leaders of that time had found their identity in their, in their do's and their don'ts and not their identity in Emmanuel. God being with them. And so here's Jesus talking to his disciples and saying, look, peace I give to you. Yet he was saying, you're gonna be persecuted. You're gonna be arrested. You're gonna be murdered for my name's sake. But this peace I give to you. See, can you imagine the war? Because mentally you're going, I don't know what you're talking about. That ain't the peace I'm talking about. That's not the peace I ever knew. But then all of a sudden, Jesus is saying, my words are not of this world. They're not of this world. And the only way he says you're gonna get this is if you allow the Holy Spirit. That's why so many people will come in and say, I I can read the Bible, it doesn't make sense to me. It's because the only one that's gonna teach you what it says is the Holy Spirit. And that's why when you ask, When you ask Jesus to come in your life, you're not getting the presence of Jesus himself, you're getting the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of your life. Jesus is at the right hand of God. But you're asking for the Holy Spirit to come and say, teacher, teach me. Leader, lead me. Understanding, come into me. Wisdom, show me. Love, empower me. Forgiveness, I need. The Holy Spirit will teach you these things and he's not of this world. Number three, Jesus does not leave us but sends his presence of peace through the Holy Spirit. He will be in you, with you, and upon you. He'll be in you, with you, and upon you. Number four, Jesus through the Holy Spirit power brings peace with God. All of us, without Jesus coming here, would be, and I know this is really hard to hear, we would all be enemies of God. Enemies. Sin makes us an enemy of God. You say, well, what do you mean with sin? Which means the nature that's inside of me wants its own way. So the power or Emmanuel that gets inside of me, God with me, makes me, what the Bible says, is a friend of God. Now we all know that we all have friends and I hope that many of you don't have enemies, but you know what an enemy is. An enemy wants things to come poorly in your life, things that are gonna be undone in your life. God himself being perfect, holy, set apart, made everything in his his own way, man came down and destroyed that, saying I'm gonna do things my way. We still do this, yes? I want things my way. I want my marriage my way. I want my wife to love me the way I want her to love me. I want my kids to love grandpa the way I want them all to just run into grandpa. So why are they running to grandma when they should be running to grandpa? Don't they know that grandpa pays for that? And yes, so they're running to grandma. So I want, all, I want to be loved. I want to know that I belong. I have, a, 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 I have this all in, inside of me, this insecurity that what did I do wrong? What more should I do to be accepted? And then I can surrender all of that with the advocate, the Holy Spirit's help, and realize I can be the best me that God's made me to be. And that Brenda can be the best Brenda that God made her. And you can be the best Richard and Juan that God's made you to be. And you know what, at the end of the day, you're still incomplete. At the end of the day, that you're not all together. And here's what God says. I says I know, I know, I know that you don't feel complete. That's okay. What I have is a body. I'm so thankful, God made it this way. He says, that my right hand doesn't tell my left hand that I don't need you anymore. But yet that's what we seem to do in the church. And yet God says, you're incomplete without the body. And Jesus being the Emmanuel God with us, he pours out his spirit into all of us and then we're supposed to work together and all of a sudden we show the world his love. We show the world his body. We show the world his power. We show the world that his peace. And it can't happen unless the advocate helps us. I'm gonna end on this. Number five. Praise and thanks will keep your heart in his presence. Needs and worry need to be given to God so that his presence leads you and not your worry and needs. You are going to have wars and fights and tremors and you're gonna have anxiety. You're gonna have situations that are going to alarm you. There are gonna be things that are gonna happen, whether they be governmental, whether they be parental, whether they be relational, whether they be financial, whether they be things that go on in your health. There's going to be things that are going to attack you in life, you have a choice in that. You can lean to the wonderful counselor that will show up mightily and give you an everlasting plan and you'll have peace through the fight or you can get filled like the world does with anxiety and worry and, and frustration well it's the church that made this happen it's God that made this happen or it's you know it's the whites that made this happen or it's the blacks that made this happen or it's the Indians that made this happen or it's the way that this government's doing this wrong or it's the way this this person's leading this is this president doing that we can get all kinds of nonsense or we can allow the Holy Spirit the wonderful counselor mighty thing inside of our heart to grab hold of an everlasting plan to have peace that's not of this world that's whom he's supposed to be called Philippians 4 says always be full of joy in the Lord I say it again rejoice let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do Remember, the Lord is coming. He came here as a baby. We rep- we're here thousands of years later, celebrating the birth of Christ. It won't be long, and we'll be celebrating His second coming. It won't be long, we'll be celebrating His second coming. Don't worry about anything. Church family. Are you worried about COVID? New strains? Are you worried about your job? Are you worried about your marriage? Are you worried about your kids I know that the thoughts of my grandkids came worried this week where are they at with Jesus don't worry about anything that's a hard thing to do I can't do that Holy Spirit without you I can't I need your counsel instead pray about everything tell God what you need Thank him for all he's done. If you're looking back at 2021, and is it all yuck? Is it all frustration? Or are you thanking him for what he's done? Then you'll experience God's peace. Wait a minute. I just, Pastor, you just talked about God's peace. And I go, yes, I did. But there's a condition. See, you can't put all your nonsense in front of God and expect God to kind of go around it. God goes through things, not around things. That's the mightiness of God. God. You got to give it to Him. You got to surrender it to Him. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Please, bow your heads, close your eyes with me, Father. I thank you so much for just the space of truth. And Lord, even the truth that I know is in part. I experience you in part there's so much more that I don't see of you there's so much more I don't experience of you there's so much more I haven't invited of who you are I pray Lord personally for more I pray God that my limited view God would not hold me back to seeing how great you are Holy Spirit I invite you in my life for more, more revelation, more counsel, more strength. If you're here this morning and you're struggling, you're struggling with a relationship of God, maybe it's because of what you've experienced or what you haven't experienced. But I assure you that Jesus came here that you'd have an experience with Emmanuel, that you would have this presence of God inside of your heart, that you'd know that without a shadow, no doubt inside of you, that even though everything would bring doubt and shadows in your physical eyes, but on the inside, there would be a peace that doesn't make sense. But it's still true inside your heart because you know this isn't home. There's a place waiting for you. It's called heaven. If you say, I I feel, Pastor, my heart knocking on that space. I, I want that in my life. It's not becoming a member of this church. It's not in any way, you know, how many songs you sing right or sing wrong or how many things you, how much scripture verses do you know? It's you just surrendering and saying, Jesus, I invite you in. I can't do this without you. So if that's you, this morning, I'm gonna pray a prayer. I did this at the age of 23. It's changed my course of my life and I continually do surrender my life to him. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father God, in Jesus' name, here I am. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Be my teacher, be my lead. Here I am, I'm all yours, in Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand up and worship our God. If you liked this message, we want you to share it. Subscribe to more podcasts through mylifechangechurch.tv. Get involved, ask for prayer, share your story. Go to mylifechangechurch.tv. I'm Karma Adams, producer. We'll see you next week.